Hey everyone, it's JP Josh. We can only keep the Conservative Crusader podcast or, or program that you're listening to right now on the air with your support. We have recently launched a Patreon program where you can support us here at Red Future Radio for as little as $3 a month. You can find that at patreon.com slash gopjosh. You can also support the program at anchor.fm slash the conservative crusader for as much or as little as you'd like to give. This program will remain free and financial support is not required or expected, but anything to keep us on the air helps. Thank you, folks. And now, back to the conservative crusader. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Americanism, not globalism, will be our credo as long as we are led by politicians who will not put America first, then we can be assured that other nations will not treat America with respect, the respect that we deserve. You're listening to the voice of the future. Fighting for America every day. This is the conservative crusader. And here's your host, GOP Josh. Hello and welcome. This is the Conservative Crusader here on the Red Future Radio Network. Glad to be with you all today. As always, GOPJosh.com is my website. My name is GOP Josh, your favorite 16-year-old conservative commentator here from the beautiful state of Ohio. 90 degrees outside today. Crazy weather. My fellow Magadonians, it's very warm, very hot out in the world, but we're glad to, you know, glad to be here, glad to be hanging out. With you all tonight on this June 2nd, happy June everyone, not Pride Month, happy Promise Month, as the rainbow is the original promise from God. Glad to be with you all today. As always, a little programming note, we will not have a podcast on Monday, this upcoming Monday. Um, It'll be the 5th of June. There will not be a podcast, I'll be packing up. All of the gear getting ready to go to a beautiful destination. We'll tell you about very shortly for programming there. Cannot wait for that and wait for you all to see what goes on there. Um, Might even troll a pride parade. We do a little trolling. It's called we do a little trolling. I doubt that'll happen, but you know. Might tease it anyways. So thank you for being here Um, and not falling on your way here. And not collapsing and, and dying on your way to listen to the program today. Although I believe this program will be worth it. Here's an audio clip. You can't see the video, of course, because this is not a video podcast. But just tune in here to this uh, this clip here. Uh, I'll play cut. 
and you can probably imagine what happened there. The 46th president of the United States, the resident president, not the elected president, but the the president that is currently in office that probably shouldn't be in office, um, has fallen on stage at West Point, I believe, not West Point, um, at the U.S. Air Force Academy graduation. First of all, he was giving the keynote speech at a graduation for U.S. Air Force Academy students, and he's wearing a ball cap. Um, I, I can't figure out what kind of ball cap it is that he's wearing. It says, oh, it's an Air Force ball cap with the 46 number on the side for their their logo for like their, their, their sports team. So I guess it's kind of appropriate, but still, I would not be seen in that environment wearing a hat myself. I don't know. But Trump was in a similar situation in his presidency in, in early 2019, late 20 or early late 2019, early 2020. Can't remember exactly when, where he was walking down a ramp slowly. He was kind of tiptoeing down the ramp in case it was slick because he had a uh, very slick shoes on the bottom uh, of his shoes on the soles. And then also um, it was uh, humid. So it was kind of kind of slick of a ramp. So he was walking slowly. And the left thought he was mentally ill. They started calling for his impeachment over walking slowly down a ramp. Biden can't take two steps off of a, a podium, off of a dais, and not fall. Now, okay, there was a sandbag there, they said, according to, uh, who's the name? Ben LaBolt. He is the communications director for the White House. And he says, though, there was a, there, there was a sandbag. He was sandbagged, he said uh, in a clip after landing at the um back at the white house we have that cut okay there's him getting off the plane let's fast forward it here he's saluting the press he said i got he got sandbagged so whatever um i don't believe that there is a, a bag in the picture and that's probably a good excuse but why would there be a sandbag place there a very weird place to, to place a stand uh, a sandbag. He made one step and then he was down. Okay, we can kind of go play by play here. One step and he's down. He didn't have a chance to trip over a sandbag. Now there might have been a sandbag in the shot and in the place, but there wasn't time for him to trip over it. It's a good excuse. I think Kamala Harris might have polished the bottom of his shoes. Let's be real, because she wants to be president more than anyone in the world. Um, and she thought and she was under the impression that as soon as she hopped in this office. She would be president uh, two weeks later or two months later or two years later, whatever it had to be for the legality for her serving two terms after that. But she's incredibly unpopular. She couldn't win an election if she tried. She's the border czar that doesn't care about the border. Um, and, and so I just I don't understand the, the point of, of her trying to be, become president. They call her President Harris, um, even though she is vice president Harris. But I digress. Um. This isn't a good look for America, right? We have a president of the United States, uh, the 46th, the current, shouldn't be, but he is, literally falling down after giving a speech to our troops and after handing out diplomas to our troops, the people in the front lines of this uh, upcoming world war under either his or DeSantis' leadership. This is not a good thing. This is not a, a something to... Fist bump about, hey guys, guess what? Biden fell down. No, it's not funny. It's a bad look for our country, and it's a bad look for 
us on the world stage. Right? How is he going to go toe-to-toe with Kim Jong-un, Xi Jinping, his best friend, um, Vladimir Zelensky, if he can't stand up and walk a couple of steps off of a podium? Now, I know he couldn't have, uh, have gone up toe-to-toe with those men to begin with, but he was seen as the president. He, he is, as of right now, at least technically and legally speaking, the president. And he can't walk a couple steps. That's a major problem that is not being reported on by the media. They just forgot about it. CNN is more worried about publicizing their new graphics package than they are covering the president of the United States. It is incredibly concerning. I mean, this is this is the leader of the free world, or at least he's supposed to be. Whoever's talking in his earpiece is the leader of the free world. He's, he's saying the words of the leader of the free world. We need to not do um, have have this guy in the, the White House, whether that be through impeachment, the 25th Amendment, or otherwise. I say impeachment, I say 25th Amendment, and I also say beating him. I, I do. We can't beat him with Ron DeSantis. And I'll tell you why after the break. We can't beat him um, with Ron DeSantis, and that's going to be our next segment here, probably the next two segments based on the kind of overscoping storyline we have today. But remember that when you go to the ballot box in November of 2024. And actually when you go to the ballot box in the primary or the caucus line in the primary, whatever they call it. Um, yeah, that, that, that's the concern we have here is the real optics of our leader falling on stage and not doing anything about it. <laughs> okay, we have a, a joke of a president, an absolute terrible president, I'm incredibly concerned for the way this looks optically. I don't know if China was to, to drop a bomb on us right now during this program, right? The next hour that we spend with each other, and I'm glad to spend it with you. That Our president could respond, right? I don't think there's anything he could do for us in that instance. He, he can't lead. He can't command our army. He doesn't have the power. I mean, he has the power under a technicality. But he does not have the power in his mental capacity to, to handle that. This is concerning optics for our country. This is America. This isn't whatever Biden thinks it is and whatever he is in his imaginary head. Uh, quick, before we hop into the break, remember to go listen to my interview with uh, Lizzie Marbach from Ohio Right to Life. It is the second segment of yesterday's program, or not yesterday, the uh, 31st program, uh, episode 203. Go back, listen to the Lizzie Marbach program, and get ready to support Ohio Right to Life here in the beautiful state of Ohio, where we're broadcasting from on this June 2nd, 2023, and back after this. You're listening to The Conservative Crusader. Welcome back. This is the Conservative Crusader here on the Red Future Radio Network, June 2nd, 2023. Glad to change it up a little bit for the bumper music. I heard that on my way home today. I'm like, yeah, don't you tread, don't you tread. It was kind of a vibe. Starting it off with that for this second segment about, well, not a Yankee, Ron DeSantis. Uh, the current candidate for president, the current 
non-existent governor of Florida. And I want to put it here what I, what I put on Twitter. And I stand by this for any governor candidate or any governor considering running for president or any senator considering running for president or any office holder in a statewide office considering running out for an out-of-state office, okay? If someone signed a contract to work for you full-time for four years and six months after beginning the job, they moved out of state and stopped showing up, would you keep your employee? Why is DeSantis not being recalled in the state of Florida or impeached in the state of Florida for not being there? But let's go back in time a little bit. Republican presidential candidate Ron DeSantis is attacking former President Donald Trump for turning the country over to Fauci in March of 2020. But DeSantis was praising this chief public health officer at the same time in previously unreported quotes, saying, quote, well, Fauci was, quote, really, really good and really, really helpful, unquote, and, quote, really doing a good job, unquote. The governor has deferred to Fauci's guidance on COVID-19 restrictions and later cited the guidance when communicating the policies he was putting in place early in the pandemic. Quote, you have a lot of people that are doing work who are working very, very hard and they're not getting a lot of sleep and they're really focusing on a big country that we have. And from Dr. Burks to Dr. Fauci to the vice president, who's worked very hard, the Surgeon General, they're really doing a good job. To Dr. Fauci, they're really doing a good job. DeSantis' entire campaign up to this point has been, well, Trump likes Fauci. Trump didn't fire Fauci. It sounds like DeSantis wouldn't have been in the same position had he had the power. I don't believe he would have. Listen to this. To Dr. Fauci, they're really doing a good job. That's the man that's being propped up as a sort of anti-Trump Republican that is to the right of Trump on the issues and would have fired Dr. Fauci. Are we to believe that? Are we to believe that Ron DeSantis, that's kind of the major guy that's supposed to be taking over the MAGA movement and, and replacing Donald Trump, that they're, that they're going to... Are, are you kidding me? I just I, I don't understand what's going on here. <laughs> I don't understand why you would run your campaign on being so anti a person like he is anti-Fauci. If you, two years prior, were one of the most pro-Dr. Fauci governors on the issues. Where he locked down Florida for for six months, right? It's not like this was a a safe haven for all things COVID-related. No, it wasn't. And even people like John Cardillo, who is a big paid DeSantis spokesperson on Twitter, has came out and said, yeah, he locked down the state. Yeah, he locked down the state. He did the same thing every other governor did. Oh, but, you know, he's a he's a Republican and, and he supports he supports Donald Trump. Or he, he, he doesn't support Donald Trump anymore. And and whatever else. <laughs> I mean, I, it's stupid. It's a stupid policy to run your campaign on. I mean, there's obvious records against you. So... Um. Yeah, we we have that story linked for you in the show notes below from CNN, the great communist news network, <laughs> the Clinton news network, whatever else you might want to call it, uh, CNN. Um. Yeah, that's that's the story pretty much. Brian Griffin, a spokesman for DeSantis, told CNN he initially followed guidance from Fauci, 
but changed course. So he he did until he was getting polling that said Bi- Trump was going to lose in 2020 um, from his guy Brian Kemp running the voting machines um, and and said, well, yeah, you know, uh, yeah, well, well, I can run. I'll, let, me, let me change ca- pace on this. I'll run in, in 2024. It's a shame. It really is. Speaking of Brian Kemp, you, latest YouTube news here. Uh, I recently had a show taken off of YouTube from 2021 talking about um, um, COVID and everything like that. Or not COVID, but the 2020 election. Really quick here, um, between DeSantis' stories, we're talking about COVID uh, still. YouTube will stop removing false claims about the 2020 election fraud um, on, on their platform. So that's kind of interesting as well. We'll cover that more in depth uh, later. Not today, but soon. How do you pronounce the name Ron DeSantis? Now, I've always heard it pronounced DeSantis, D-U-H or D-A-H. Um, but Ron DeSantis cannot be consistent. He has not been consistent pronouncing it thus far. Doubt he'll, be- he'll begin now. Um, do we have the video of him announcing his campaign? Is this it? It is not. This is, is kind of him. Yeah, it's not him announcing. It's just him talking. Do we have the video here? Can we get the video? infests our cities. The federal government makes it harder for families to make ends meet, and the president flounders. But decline is a choice. Success is attainable, and freedom is worth fighting for. Riding the ship requires restoring sanity to our society, normalcy to our communities, and integrity to our institutions. Truth must be our foundation. And common sense can no longer be an uncommon virtue. Hey, we're In Florida, we prove that it can be done. We chose facts over fear, education over indoctrination, law and order over rioting and disorder. I'm him just talk we now. held the line when freedom hung in the balance. We showed that we can and must revitalize America. We need the courage to lead and the strength to win. I'm Ron DeSantis. I just talked over to you, Kenny. I'm Ron DeSantis. DeSantis. I'm Ron DeSantis. Okay, Ron DeSantis. DeSantis. Do we have him, his video right after that, where he's like, I'm Ron DeSantis. Um, he, he can't be consistent. He has been DeSantis for a long time. He changed it to DeSantis during COVID. Now he's back to DeSantis. He can't really... Write the ship. Can't really keep a consistent name, a consistent way to pronounce his name, right? I feel like that's something kind of important to to know. Here it is. Here's the DeSantis. Hi, this is Governor Ron DeSantis. So there's DeSantis. And then go back here to this video. Vitalize America. We need the courage to lead and the strength to win. I'm Ron DeSantis. There it was. I'm Ron DeSantis. And, And back to this one. Hi, this is Governor Ron DeSantis. Those videos were released on the same day. How do you pronounce Ron DeSantis' name? Um, let me play the clip here. I'm searching through our clip catalog. Here's how you pronounce his name according to Ron DeSantis, okay? It's according to the man himself. There's been some confusion over your last name and the pronunciation, and I'm just wondering, to correct the record, what is it? Oh, this is ridiculous, these stupid things. Listen, the way to pronounce my last name, Winner. So I guess some... you're not going to pronounce his last name anytime soon. Um, Ron D. Santis. Ron Duh Santis. I don't really care how you pronounce it. But he, he won't pronounce how to say his name. Um, 
I don't understand why. It's it's desantimonious or desantimonious. I don't care. Or de-establishment or de-establishment. De-establishment sounds kind of interesting, actually. Um, but I'm not in uh, Italian. I'm not of the heritage that he is. So I don't know how you pronounce DeSantis. I would imagine it'd be Ron DeSantis. I, I don't really care how to pronounce Ron DeSantis. You know, I, I don't care at this point. We're going to be Ron DeSantis. We're going to be calling it Ron DeSantis. And we're actually going to be calling him former Governor Ron DeSantis after that he gets recalled and then also loses the election in 2024. Um, yeah, so so quickly here as well, Ron DeSantis uh, cannot keep his temper under control when he's talking to reporters, which I think is kind of a important thing to do if you're running for governor. Or not governor, or president, really. Um, here's a quote. I don't know if there's a video or not. I just asked DeSantis why he hasn't taken any questions from voters so far. This is from Stephen Peoples from uh, AP. And we're running up on a break here. I might pick this up on the other side. Uh, people are coming up to me, talking to me. What are you talking about? Are you blind? Are you blind? People are coming up to me, talking to me, whatever they want to talk to me about. So he's just repeating himself, repeating himself, repeating himself. Um, doesn't really matter. Is there a video here? Yes, we do have a video. Um, we'll get to the video after the break. We are up against a hard stop here. We'll be back right after this here on the Conservative Crusader with more Ron DeSantis news in 2024 on the on the spot coverage. You're listening to the Conservative Crusader. Fiverr is the world's largest marketplace for digital services, offers both buyers and sellers a digitally streamlined transactional platform. If you need to buy something, sell something, or whatever you want to do on Fiverr, just go to bit.ly slash GOP Josh Fiverr today to get your gig or to put your gig on Fiverr and help support the program as well. That is bit.ly slash GOP J-O-S-H Fiverr F-I-V-E-R-R. This is the Conservative Crusader. Why not take any questions from voters, Governor? Governor, how come you're not taking questions from voters? Stop coming up to me, talk to me. What are you talking about? I'm not here working with people. Are you are you blind? What? Are you blind? I'm not blind. Okay, so people are coming up to me, talking to me, whatever they want to talk to me about. Why not take any questions? He has no temper. He just has no control of himself. Welcome back, by the way. This is the Conservative Crusader, our Patreon page and our Patreon.com voicemail line slash GOP Josh there on the Patreon page dot com slash GOP Josh. Our voicemail line is five seven GOP Josh seven. That is five seven four six seven five sixty seven forty seven is the phone number five seven four six seven five six seven four seven. Call it. Leave a voicemail. I'll play it here on the program. Five seven GOP Josh seven. Or you can send us an email to talk to me directly. Josh at gopjosh.com, Josh at gopjosh.com, or use our very long met link from our... Actually, I don't think that link's updated anymore. Um, go to the show notes below down to the very bottom and find the link from our pod, uh, podcasters by Spotify, um, and you can send a voicemail through them as well. Support the program for as little as $3 at our Patreon page, patreon.com slash gopjosh. Uh, that just supports the program. There's no big perks from it, but we, we do appreciate the support keeping us on air. Um, you can support it for $5 and get something out of it by going to Fiverr. So Fiverr is a marketplace. Uh, buyers and sellers uh, get a digitally streamlined transactional platform for voiceovers or translation work or logo design or graphic design or building design or any sort of thing you might need. 
from a, a, a entrepreneur, from from a freelancer. You can get it at Fiverr, and the link for that is bit.ly slash GOP Josh Fiverr, F-I-V-E-R-R. And you can also use code TSMS, as in the Samuel McGuire Show, TSMS at blackoutcoffee.com, blackoutcoffee.com, gopjosh.com, and redfutureradio.com for all things GOP Josh and, well, Red Future Radio. All right, glad to be back with you as always here. Um, as always, yeah, just glad to be back. I, I love doing this show. Like I said uh, in the beginning of the program, in case you missed it, programming note, we will be back uh, hopefully Wednesday with a podcast, maybe. Uh, but Monday, there'll be no show. Hopefully Wednesday, maybe Wednesday, if we get set up and have content in time. Uh, but yeah, so so that's a programming note. If not, we'll be back uh, next Monday after that. So Turning Point Action is the group of Charlie Kirk and Tyler Boyer and those people over in Arizona and nationwide with the college campuses. Um, they are chasing ballots. They are They are doing a $5 million partnership with Scott Pressler, who is a great grassroots organizer in his own right, um, doing a $5 million pledge to chase ballots in collaboration with Scott Pressler um, in Wisconsin, primarily in Wisconsin at least. A $5 million to fund ballot chasing efforts in Wisconsin in collaboration with voting advocate Scott Pressler. His initiative is to encourage early voting among the GOP in Wisconsin ahead of the 2024 presidential election. Pressler is a grassroots activist, uh, notable for ongoing grassroots efforts, in, uh, including in Wisconsin ahead of the pivotal Supreme Court race in the state. TPUSA has been working on data, technology, and ballot chase theory with Pressler and Early Vote Action, which is his organization, for the 2024 cycle, which is a good thing. Except for the fact that this shouldn't be Turning Point USA. Turning Point is for college campuses, for getting the, the youth people and the youth people uh, uh, to, to vote conservative and, and learn about conservative values on college campuses. This isn't supposed to be their job. Um, but I'm glad they're doing it. I'm glad someone's doing it since the RNC seems like they won't do it. Um. Scott Pressler, I believe this quote is from, it doesn't say in this quote who said it. Um, they are one of the few grassroots organizations that are, understands the urgency behind early voting and ballot chasing. I know Wisconsin will, and I love its people, and I know that it's going to take to win this state. Sadly, the RNC and other conservative organizations and PACs didn't step up to the plate in 2022 and 2023, but TP Action is showing real leadership ahead of 2024. If we don't win Wisconsin, we don't win at all. It's that simple. This money is critical in helping us hire the necessary field staff and equipping them to canvas the state and bank ballots like never before. Their partnership is a game changer. Um, so about that, I have nothing against Scott Pressler. I have nothing against um, TPUSA in any, any way. My only concern is that the people in charge of the official Trump grassroots organizing in Georgia and Arizona in 2020 was TPUSA through their action group and their Students for Trump group that they were running. They were the official, if I remember correctly, and I don't I don't have an article or any any sort of backing up on this, but if I remember correctly, they were kind of the group in charge of grassroots in Arizona and Wisconsin. Now, obviously, we can't win a, uh, win a rigged election, but it still shows that we are kind of going back to what didn't work in 2020, Right? And I'm glad they're doing this, and I'm glad glad they're working on this with Scott Pressler of all people because he's a great American patriot. But if we're going to keep going to the same old, same old, why not 
change something. But if they're putting the money up, I don't care. But I hope that Trump still has, because in the, in the swing states where it mattered, Ohio, uh, Pennsylvania, all the states like this that, that weren't frauded out completely. I mean, they were, but you know what I'm trying to get at. Uh, we won, right? So why are we sort of allowing the same old, same old to happen again and again in these states? And I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm thinking of it wrong, and maybe I'm doing it wrong. And, and Scott Pressler is more than welcome to join the program and talk about it, or Charlie Kirk or Tyler Boyer or anyone involved with TPUSA is welcome to hop on and talk about what they're doing differently this time around. Ballot chasing is incredibly important. Ballot harvesting is incredibly important. The left does it so much better than we do, and we need to step up and do it. Uh, even, even Ron DeSantis, to his credit, has said he's going to do this in 2024 to win the primary and the general. And I don't think we should use it against fellow conservatives, but we should use it in the primary <laughs> or in the general when it really matters in November. So that's that story. Uh, good on TPUSA. I'm glad they're doing it. I'm glad they're doing something with the massive amount of money and wealth they've built in the massive, 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 massive amount of students they have organized to do door knocking and canvassing and 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 t- setting up tables on their booths that's a crazy amount it's a good thing really that they're doing it but i'm just concerned that if there's not a different grassroots organization working to do the actual day by day sort of representative of the campaign we might not have a great sort of organization going on right to, to, to handle 2024 as we didn't in 2020 we didn't really understand the whole system right the left is who built the system in 2020 we didn't really have a chance when you go down to the to the meat and potatoes of the whole situation when you consider the fact that the people that wrote the laws that that signed the laws and passed the laws through their states and the supreme court justices that approved the laws for the 2020 election, were primarily Democrat. You're telling me they didn't write these laws with grassroots activists before they published the laws and before they put them into law? If you're telling me not, you're lying to me, right? So so we didn't have a chance in 2020, and, and people like Scott Pressler, like Charlie Kirk, like Tyler Boyer, are finally stepping up to the plate and understanding the laws and reading the laws and figuring out how to legally take advantage of the laws for the American people and for the Republican conservative candidates. We've got to win. If, if we don't win 2024, we, we're done as a party. right? We might have a couple wins here and there, but we will never win nationally again. We will never win federally again. Um, we probably won't win the... Um, <clears throat> pardon me. Probably not going to win the Senate again or the House again. If we don't win the presidency in 2024 and relieve us out of the crisis we're in as a country, the Democrat Party is destroying our country. We have to do something about it. And that begins now. I'm so grateful for Scott Pressler, so grateful for Charlie Kirk, so grateful for Tyler Boyer and those doing this activism. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Um, yeah, so well, pretty much that's it, my fellow Magadonians. Um, I, I love that. Uh, let me read the Trump truth here. We are Magadonians. We are very smart. We stick together as one. We follow truth social. 
We put America first and we will make America great again. Let's go. Um, one of the Agenda 40, yeah, this is from Randy, uh, Rihanna Dilly, I believe is her name, from the Dilly Show and the, the great patriots over there. One of the Agenda 47 proposals is to build new cities for the next great American boom. The first city, Magadonia. Let's go. Back after this here on the Red Future Radio Network, brought to you by our Patreon page, patreon.com slash gopjosh, patreon.com slash gopjosh. You're listening to The Conservative Crusader. Your weekend watch here on The Conservative Crusader with GOP Josh. I am GOP Josh. All summer long, baby. I love this song, especially when it's 90 degrees, a piping 90. What is it here at the Red Future Radio Studios? 89, so just under 90 degrees here. Piping hot here in the beautiful state of Ohio. My proud-to-be-home state. Uh, with your weekend watch of what's going on and what will affect you and what's important to follow going into this weekend and these culture wars and the social media battles and elsewhere. Um, first and foremost, this report from the National Pulse, I couldn't believe. 200,000 cows to be slaughtered at the altar of climate change. Do we have a laugh button still? Do we have a laugh? I don't, I don't, it's kind of tacky to use, isn't it? That's hilarious. I'm sorry. But it's sad that someone's actually this mental, mentally ill. And at, at, <laughs> Irish. I don't speak Irish. I don't have an Irish accent on hand. But up to 200,000 cows in Ireland could be slaughtered by 2025 at an overall cost of 600, pound, uh, 600 million pounds in order for the Irish farming sector to meet its climate targets. 65,000 cows slaughtered at a cost of $200 million annually. 65,000 cows annually. Now, I know we probably kill a lot of cows already. I, I love me some, some beef like everyone else does, you know, some great hamburgers and, and all beef hot dogs and all those things. But is the reason we're supposed to slay animals because they're hurting the climate? Are you kidding me? Well, it's the cow fart, you know? The cow fart is what really affects us here. That's the dumbest thing I think I've ever heard in my entire life. Well, it's the cow farts. It's the cow farts. 10% of livestock in Ireland would need to be displaced, which means killed, over the coming years to meet the government's target of reducing 51% of emissions by 2030. Can't ban the gas cars. Crap, what are we Goodness, but we can't ban the gas cars. Um, we can't stop the truckers from going. Darn it, that was my next plan. Um, let's kill the cows. Let's let, let's just. Uh, Are you kidding me? <laughs> uh, the president of the Irish Creamery and Milk Supplies Association argued on Newsweek on Tuesday, "Our herd isn't any larger than it was 25 to 30 years ago. Can the same be said for the transport industry or the aviation industry?" So they're trying to put the blame on other people. Um. That's just weird, man. I I don't know. It's a weird take. Let's just let's just kill all the cows. That's a great thing to do. Um It won't solve a problem. Okay? Climate change is not as big of a problem as anyone makes it out to be. Do I think it's a, a minor problem? Probably. Do I think it's a life ending problem? By no means. By absolutely no means is it uh this is the the most important thing we have to do ever. Is stop climate change, yeah. 
I'm conservative when it comes to conserving everything from ev- everything, the environment, everything else. But I'm really not worried about the stupidity of the climate crisis, okay? And, and I think we should try to conserve what we can, including the environment. It's not going to work with killing cows. Are you kidding me? Conserve the cows. Save the cows. Although if Irish are shipping that beef overseas, I will... I'll take some of it. Wholesale price, maybe? All right. Some some kind of news that I, sadly, might have caused. And I, I apologize to Gavin directly for this. Um, Gavin Wax was the VP of marketing for the Babylon Bee. He was fired from the Babylon Bee after saying a curse word to Christina Pouchal on Twitter. This was going around kind of the whole time as my... Um, as my whole spat with Christina Pushal. That's why I think it might have been somewhat related. And I do apologize again to Gavin for that if you're listening to the program. Um, he's pursuing legal action against Babylon B, which is a good thing. A letter from Wax's lawyers for, to Babylon B CEO Seth Dillon reveals that they are currently investigating potential employment law violations in preparation for a lawsuit, according to a copy of the letter obtained by The Spectator. It is clear from what is known at this point that Mr. Wax has multiple statutory and common law employment and tort claims against you and your company. He has directed us to complete our investigation forthwith and to put his legal remedies in court to the extent of this dispute cannot be quickly and effectively resolved. Big legal doctrine for fix this. Um, so he appeared to fire Wax on Twitter by saying to uh, um, by saying to take the B out of his bio, uh, as he had it in their bio because he works for them. But he didn't receive a termination letter until yesterday, this first, and was paid through the 31st, even though the company claimed the employment ended the 26th, the day of the dispute. Other documentation reviewed by the spectator indicates that Wax was not terminated until the 31st. These discrepancies could come up during the legal dispute, as Dylan publicly denigrated Wax's work performance while Wax may have still been employed by the Babylon Bee. He did that on a Twitter Spaces um Twitter spaces uh, the day after it happened uh, on Mario Narfal's spaces is what I'm referring to. Uh, he would claim, Wax claims he was fired for supporting Donald Trump. He knows that the Babylon Bee had previously received money from DeSantis' campaign. In addition to requesting various pieces of information and documentation related to the case, Wax's lawyers advise that the Bee will, will be proceeding with preparation of a lawsuit. So they're being sued and we will cover it for you because if it is my fault that he got fired, at least I can cover it, right? <laughs> Um, I don't know. I don't, I, I hope it's not my fault and I really hope it's not my fault, but probably better to be honest. <laughs> um, I, I think it's much better than, than not, than working for them at this point, uh, especially with what's going on with them right now. So props to you, Gavin. Um, oh, I believe he's going to the, the national pulse with Raheem Kassam. And steak for breakfast and all those great patriots over there. So, we'll see. But anyways, my friends, until next time. Until maybe Wednesday, maybe Monday. I'll keep you up to date on Twitter. Uh, not this Monday, next Monday. Uh, I'll keep you up to date on Twitter. Uh, GOPJosh20 at GOPJOSH20 on Twitter. My website's GOPJosh.com. And until next time, my friends. Stay safe. Stay patriotic. Uh, stay Magadonians, I guess. I don't know what else to say here. Um, 
Thank you all for being here. And we'll be back at you next time here on The Conservative Crusader. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. You're listening to The Conservative Crusader. 